with the first pick in the international podcast draft. The world chooses burgers and brats. Oh, wow. What a- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what an honor, baby. Uh, we are talking all things NBA draft, all things NBA, John Morant suspension, Bradley Beal on the move, and also men's college world series. So we got a lot to break down. Uh, and more so make sure you follow the podcast on any platform anywhere you get your podcast at burgers and brats and stay up to date with latest news on twitter instagram and youtube at burgers and brats so cole let's start with this one first this was the biggest news before we dive into the uh, nba draft john morant suspended 25 games by adam silver in the league uh this was a this was a little surprising to me i really thought he would be suspended at the minimum 35 40 games i i mean close to a half a season for this second offense for having a gun having it on instagram live it does cost him about 50 million dollars in missed time though so i i was a little surprised by the leniency of adam silver because the way he said it where he's i thought he was gonna bring a hammer down on john morant was it was it originally a full season and then he Negotiated twenty five games is what I thought it was. I, I did not see that. I don't. I don't think he had any negotiation power. Yeah. I mean, the NBA, the whatever players association might have, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'm right with you there. Um, we talked about it a couple weeks ago on here when uh, you know it's first surfacing. Um, to me, this was a minimum forty one. Um, I understand how much money he's losing out when you're the face of an NBA. When you're talked about as, you know, who are the top five players, 25 and under, right? You are the future. Yeah. You have kids buying your jerseys. You, like... He just had a you shoe. Are, you are a representation of a billion-dollar corporation. So, no, I definitely thought it was weak. Um, I Again, I thought it could have been a, a minimum 41 games um, with... The potential of a full season, and even after the full season, if they happen to make the playoffs, you can even say, "All right, we're doing the playoffs too." Yeah, you know, um, this creates this creates nothing. I don't think he's going to learn anything from it. I don't think, you know, we're going to go into the draft. Brandon Ingram, Brandon Miller had a, 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 a chance, you know, a, a thing with a gun. Yeah. So, I mean, it just. It's surfacing. It's still happening. People are still going to make these decisions. Um, and it's awful, man. I, I wasn't a fan of it. I wish he, I wish. I wish it was more. Yeah. So we completely agree that this should have been a definite harder, uh, not as lenient suspension. I they the NBA needs him back for Christmas. <laughs> they need him back for the Christmas days uh, day games apparently. But John Morant, twenty five game suspension. Uh, a little surprised by that one. Does keep his Nike deal, which a little surprising by Nike there. Uh, I mean, and then Bradley Beal. How much help does Kevin Durant need, Cole? Come on. Come on. This dude cannot go anywhere without forming a super team. This dude cannot win without forming a super team. I the I think the Suns are now the favorite to win next year. This this is actually one of the times where I'm like, it, it's not going to work. It, it can't yeah. work. They... They trade away CP3 for Bradley Beal. They got no depth still. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Awful move for Phoenix. I, I think this makes them worse. When all four played together last year, as in Chris Paul, uh, KD, Aiton, and Booker, I mean, they just flourished. 
I remember mid-season, we we're talking about this team being awful. I remember saying, hey, 25 plus odds, 2,500 plus odds, like, go put your money on them. And then they got Durant, and it was like plus 400. And it was like a really good, really good chance to do that. It didn't work out. But I really don't think this move helps them at all. When they had Chris Paul, um, Chris Paul didn't need to go out there and score 15 a game. You saw him with double-digit assists. You saw Booker and Durant averaging a combined, you know, 55-60. So they were the scorers. Chris Paul was the passer, and Aiton was a rebounder. Mm -hmm. Aiton's rebounds went way up when you acquired, I don't know how tall Durant is, but when you acquired a, a lengthy three, his rebounds went up. I mean, they just they just stick to their own role. They played they played great basketball. Durant was not going for rebounds as much, and he was letting Aiton grab those, saving his energy for offense. And they were a dynamic duo. Him and Booker were, and Chris Paul was completely fine not having to score eighteen and scoring twelve and passing it more. They just were a great team. I don't think like. Now I think you got three legitimate scores. Like if one has an off night, like you're going to win more yeah. games. However, chemistry-wise, how they play, they're definitely going to have problems. I mean, Booker and Beal are the same person. Yeah, I mean, you but... don't like – and Booker Booker can get up there and, you know, six to eight assists a game. He can, he can do that. Ultimately, I don't think he wants to. It's He's always been Phoenix. He was drafted there. That's his team. And then you automatically get Durant – takes that over mm. you know so I, I think you got three scores on the court not to say that Aiden can't go out there and get you 18 to 22 they're gonna have trouble man they're gonna have trouble with chemistry I feel like well I mean they also traded uh, one of their good bench players Shamit and I, watching I mean I, all this has stopped the Denver Nuggets let me say that <laughs> but watching that series too Aiden was really the biggest liability I mean, on defense with Jokic, I mean, even their backup came in and got good minutes, got good points. It was Aiton that was just struggling. CP3, CP0 rings is still a really good player. Uh, Great facilitator, like you were saying. So, yeah, he's got a big contract. But getting rid of him is actually a big loss for Phoenix, in my opinion. And, yeah, these three just play, like, the same exact basketball. So, they're, they're both injured. KD and Bradley Beal, he's been battling some injuries. I think he only played 55 games, maybe yeah, less I mean, last year. Yeah, if he must be healthy now for you know for a trade to go through. You got to be able to pass a physical, so he he should be good now. Um, but yeah, I mean Bradley Beal's definitely had his injury problems. Uh, we we obviously know uh, KD even still being a top five player in the league right now. He's also a guy that just came off an Achilles two years ago. Um, Twisting his ankle in a layup line. So, yeah, I mean, it, he's going to have his problems for sure. So, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't really know how this move works out for them. They're definitely not my favorite. I don't think they should be the favorite. Um, if you were to say, Cole, who are your top five contenders in there the next year, like, he, they're not in there. Huh? So, no, uh, I, nah, I saw a couple tweets. It was like, is Phoenix the clear favorite to win it? Absolutely not, man. There's going to be so many problems with this. I don't think this is the best super team we've ever seen. Like Bradley Beal's a great player, but like you I haven't really heard much of him in the last few years. Nah, yeah. But I mean, can these team I've never seen these three players each individually really carry a team. I mean, Booker kinda in the bubble bubble carried them, but Kevin Durant's never carried Bradley Beal. I mean, where what have the Wizards ever done? So uh so speaking of your top twenty twenty four title contenders. 
Who are your top five? Want me to go? Want me to get my top five first? Uh, I think the reigning champs have to be number one. I think Denver's got to be up there. I love Boston. I always think Boston's going to be, you know, to me, Boston and Milwaukee are going to be the teams. Um, man, I, I don't think Miami's in there, and they were just in the finals. And, ah, man, I, so I'm narrowing my three or four down. My last, Go ahead and give me your five. I'll give you my last two or three after that. Uh, obviously, I think number one, yeah, like you said, it has to be the Denver Nuggets. We're getting everyone back. Maybe Bruce Bruce Brown opted out of his contract earlier, so we'll see what happens there. But, I mean, every other piece is coming back, and they've got now three draft picks this uh, tomorrow tonight. So uh, Denver at number one. Number two, I've got the Celtics also. I mean, still a young, young core who's got a lot of learning to do. I mean, almost came back and made it to the finals, one game away from the finals. Should have won the finals last year against Golden State. Number three. I got the Bucks. I mean, yeah, you got Giannis, so we'll see what happens with that core. But I I, I really wouldn't pick them to win it. At number four, I got the Lakers, just because LeBron, AD, and obviously they're going to get some stars coming to L.A. Who doesn't want to play in L.A. Uh, with this team? Maybe Kyle Kuzma comes back. Uh, but just never doubt LeBron making it a playoff, deep playoff run. Then number five, I am going to go the Miami Heat. I think most of their players are coming back. The only reason they really didn't have a great series is because their bench players just really kind of lights were too bright for them. But, I mean, they shined the whole whole playoffs. This team was one win away from making the finals last year, and they made it again this year. So this team really shines in the playoffs, and all they have to do is make a play-in. And they can make a run, and they beat the two best record winning record winning teams this year in the playoffs to make it to the finals. So, those are my top five. Okay, um, I so I I agree with the first three. I think we're pretty spot on there. Uh, you always known I've like Boston, Milwaukee, and the Heat. The Heat are not going to be in it for me again this year. They had a crazy run. I'm gonna go Denver, Boston, Milwaukee. I'm gonna go Golden State. I think they're gonna lose Draymond. He's gonna he opt. I saw that he opted out. I think they're gonna be able to get younger there, someone who can play yeah. better than you know with Steph and Clay um, than Draymond can. I mean, um, Dray, they, those Golden State doesn't win those championships without Draymond. He fits that perfectly, in my opinion. So I I really think they get way worse if they lose Draymond, and they're getting older anyway. So see what Clay you, does. You think Draymond's worth twenty seven million a year? When he opted out, I was like, "What are you doing?" I, like, yeah. he he can he can like say he had a big part in those championship teams, but he is a triple single, and, <laughs> I, and I I just believe most GMs are going to be like, "Yeah, you fit a system." I don't think I want to pay you twenty seven dollars because that's not our system. Yeah. So I I think him opting out was kind of a bad financial decision on his own. We'll see. Well, I I don't know the market. So we'll see, but I definitely think it was wrong. I'm going to go Golden State 4, um, 5, I'm going to go uh, Philadelphia. Uh, they always seem to choke. They always seem to lose in the second round. They can never get past it. Um, Embiid's got to stay healthy. Harden's coming back. I think Maxie's going to take a step up. Um, I think they're going to readjust their system after firing Doc, really get someone to fit what those three players want. Um, yeah, I do like Nick Nurse. It's a good hire. So, 
I, I think that could be a good move for Philadelphia to make a jump. I will not take Philadelphia with Embiid because he's never making it out of the second round. All right, those are our 2024 title contenders. Let's go NBA draft. I mean, it, we got a lot of suspense from the number one pick. I, I really don't know who this is going to be. Uh, it, it, it's a tough one. It might be Grady Dick, uh, maybe go number one. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, the Spurs have already made their selection the second they got the number one pick. Uh, Victor Wembanyama, man. Generational talent compared to LeBron. LeBron hype. Not as big as the LeBron hype because, I mean, he is uh, from France, not from America. So not much coverage over him. I mean, not not as big of a hype that LeBron had. But this man is a giant. Did you see him holding a baseball? I did. At the, <laughs> that was like me holding a golf ball. Yeah. Maybe even lesser than that. So this guy is huge. Uh, does need a little weight. But seven five two, I mean he's two twenty. He does not look two twenty. He doesn't. <laughs> he's yeah. got seven two body frame. But this man is going number one. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you think? For not really, I've seen the highlights. I've seen the highlights of his game. It's nice. It's nice to compare. I, you can. I, it's hard to compare international talent for me. Yeah. Because I. I don't really have much experience with international talent, right? And the only international games I watch are the Olympics every, you know, two, three years. Um, and then the, obviously the big one that happens Olympics every four years. But the FIBA games, like, that's like really my only experience with it. I don't have much game time watching him besides the film. There's always risk there for me. I think if I'm Spurs GM, like... Yes, like <laughs> I'm taking him because of the noise around him, not because I know his game, or I'm trading that pick just so I know something in the future. Yeah, if they trade the number one pick, Man, they can it, get a lot back. It would be, it would be. Yeah, I mean, this is just me. I not not knowing much of his game. He's a tall guy who's I've seen dribble the ball up the court and shoot threes. Man, dude, he had a, he had a step back three, miss it, run up, dunk his own rebound. Like insane. <laughs> and then I again, you talk his frame, and that's just something I said last year to the kid that Oklahoma City drafted. I mean, Chet, yeah, yeah, Chet. I just feel like that it could be trouble being that tall and that slim and comparing to NBA talent. I think didn't Chet get hurt like in the in the whatever those games I, were that no contact injury like then he just dunk or get a block Le, or a LeBron layup. like stepped on his foot or something <laughs> it was in one of those random uh, Drew League games uh, LeBron like stepped on his foot a little twisted it so yeah. yeah I mean it's so that that worries me too but definitely the the word around this guy is I mean the next big thing I know the Spurs love their big men yeah so, I mean they've had great luck uh, drafting uh, big men of recent. So, what do what does Victor need to accomplish to not be a bust? I I really think he needs to make All Star like every year. He's got to he's got to make the playoffs at least that next year. If not, I mean, what no. Le, LeBron went to the playoff went to the finals and what is second? I'm I am not year? I am not going to hold this kid this international kid to making the playoffs his first year on a horrible. San Antonio team. LeBron was on a terrible Cavs team. I am not ready to say this guy is LeBron. <laughs> I'm not I, I, nowhere close to it. 
Um, to me, this is this is like the beat. Hashim the beat. Remember when he was like a tall dude coming mm-hmm. out of college and everyone was big on him. I don't know if he went number one, but no. like, no, I, I don't know. I, there's just these centers, man. I'm I'm a guard. I love to mm. shoot threes. I shot threes in high school. I you know I, I shoot them now. I I love to watch point guards, shooting guards, small forwards. I struggle with power forwards and centers. This pick is going to be a questionable pick, but I'm sure he's going to have an amazing career. As for what he needs to be a bust. Uh, 15-plus year career with 12 all-star appearances. He needs to win two championships um, or be in two championships. Um, so, I mean, it's it's hard to say a bust when you talk about individual talent when literally the NBA is just stacking teams. Yeah. So. All right, the last 10 number one overall picks. 2013, Anthony Bennett. The biggest bust, probably out of, I mean, so far out of these players. Uh, 2014, Andrew Wiggins, solid. 2015, Carl Anthony Towns, solid. Uh, ben Simmons, 2016. I mean, decent player. Hey, he's got he's, really he's good, good fashion. Player, yeah. <laughs> uh, 2017, uh, this might be up there. Uh, Markel Fultz, uh, sad Ooh. he never got his. He, he, shot. Uh, he's turned it around with Orlando. I hope so. I mean, they've got. What the wasn't he a seventeen eighteen point game score this year? Oh, you have to look into that. Uh, two thousand eighteen, DeAndre Ayton. Two thousand nineteen, Zion. See what happens with Zion over here. I mean, if he can play some some basketball games. Twenty twenty, Anthony Edwards. Twenty twenty one, Cade Cunningham, and twenty twenty two, Paolo Bencello. So, yeah, Fultz averaged fourteen and six Mm. this year. Ain't going to cut it. No. That's not going to cut it for a first-round pick, first overall. All right. Moving on to number two. The Portland Trailblazers have now ceased their trade talks around Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard is staying in Portland, according to the Blazers. Wow. And... What can they do Wait, I meant the Hornets. I meant the Hornets. That is my fault. (laughs) Number two pick, the Hornets. We'll move on to Portland in a second. (laughs) But the number two pick, the Charlotte Hornets, uh, they're looking to take 19-year-old, or not 19-year-old, they're looking to take Brandon Miller now. Uh, that's what we're getting a lot of inside sources on Brandon Miller going to the Hornets. I really don't like this pick. I, I really don't think Brandon Miller is a great pick. I mean, he disappeared in the in March Madness, especially that game they lost by 20. But this just, this is why Michael Jordan is leaving the Hornets, man. Because he's picking dudes like Brandon Miller over uh, Scoot Henderson. If they take Brandon Miller, man, I, I'm I'm gonna be mad as a as a Charlotte Hornets fan. I mean, more upset than I already am. But MJ with the final influence. See if he takes Brandon Miller over Scoot Henderson. So was this his last draft? Is this this his... will be his last draft? Well, I mean, he should. I mean, they haven't won a single playoff series. He has not won a single playoff series since he took over, which is incredible. It's pretty bad. Uh, for number two, the Hornets, who do you think they should take? Brandon Miller? Scoot Henderson? Can't go Scoot Henderson. I, I think the Hornets would have traded down. Um, there's a lot of threes and fours kind of there in the teens, I feel like. They could have really collected some draft capital. Um, I feel like they're getting Bridges back. 
right? So that would play an effect in their move with Brandon Miller because I feel like they play the same position. Yeah. And honestly, if Brandon Miller can go out there and be a 25-point game score, he's better than Bridges. But Whoa. I don't think Whoa. he's that. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I like Bridges. Um, yeah, I know he had a scandal and everything. Uh, everyone has scandals nowadays. If I don't. Uh, I'm talking NBA athletes. So you, if John Moran's getting 25, how how is Brandon how how is Bridges out the league? So, um, no, I think they'll get Bridges back, and I I think that would be a dumb move to take Brandon Miller too. All right. Uh, so number three now, Portland, no no trade offers with Damian Lillard. I really if Scoot Henderson and Damian Lillard team up team up, I think they'd be a pretty good duo. I think it'd be pretty solid up there in Oregon. Yeah. I like that. I really like Sue Henderson's game, honestly. So, good point guard. Uh, number four, the Houston Rockets. We'll see if they get James Harden back. Uh, but right now we got Eamon Thompson. I thought that was finalized. Is he not in Philadelphia? I don't think so. Oh, he hasn't well, signed yet. Yeah. So, well, I uh, thought it was a verbal, a verbal mm, signing. Yeah, we'll see what... They always go back on the word. Uh, <laughs> Eamon Thompson, uh, six seven. 16 points per game, 5.9 assists and rebounds per game in overtime elite. And I mean his brother, Osir Thompson, uh, right next to him. So uh, I think you can't really go wrong with either of these brothers. I mean, playing in this G League type thing. So pretty – could be a solid pick. I, I like him. I think he'll be a pretty good player. I mean, skip college, go to overtime elite. I mean, that's what – That's what they're all they, doing That's now. what they took with uh, Jalen Green. Yeah, Jalen Green. I mean, he he shoots them up. He shoots those shots. He's not afraid to shoot, you know, fifteen threes a game. But you know, we'll see how it plans out. They are they they they've been a team to do it. They'll probably do it again with one of these brothers. Mm-hmm. So for the fifth pick, the Pistons, and now they got who they just they got Monty Williams, right? Yeah, yeah. So they they got a good coach right now. I mean, you still got. You just you just got Cade Cunningham last year or two years ago now, so I, I think this young team they play pretty good. I really think that they should take Jarris Walker uh, out of Houston. I mean they were the number one team all year, ended up losing I think Sweet Sixteen, but he averaged eleven points per game, seven rebounds per game, forty seven percent from field goal and thirty five percent from the three. And Cole, he's the only D one freshman. With 35 three points, 35 blocks, and 35 steals. It's a freshman at 6'7", 233. That so, would be a great power really, forward to yeah. go with their point guard they just got out of Oklahoma State. Yeah, so I, I really think the Pistons should kind of take a chance right there, go a little earlier with Jairus Walker. I mean, and you were coached under Kelvin Sampson, so Houston's been a really good team in the in college for – I mean, last five years or so. I mean, longer than that. So you're not going there uh, out of luck to play basketball. Uh, number six, Orlando. Who do you think got any uh, predictions on who they take? or Orlando, what do they best need? Of, best available, really. I mean, you got a shooting guard Orlando and a small forward. Orlando could go power forward or center. Yeah, so maybe if they don't take... They would probably have to go. They could take Jairus Walker. If Jairus Walker falls to them, they could take him. Um, I mean, he should right at this 
what ESPN has. I think Cam. I think Cam Whitmore will be a power forward eventually. I mean, six seven two thirty two. So, I I really think Orlando probably goes with the best option. If if I mean, it could be Cam Whitmore or a Sir Thompson. I, I kind of jumped the gun, but a Sir Thompson fifty nine percent from two, forty percent from three, and seventy five percent from the free throw line. So. I mean, these top ten players, you really can't go wrong. Uh, obviously, I think, what is it, like most of the busts are in the top ten. So, that don't make all-star games. Yeah, I mean, like, you don't, there's not a bus who wasn't drafted in the lottery. Yeah. Right, if you're an 18th pick in the draft, you can't be described as a bus. Yeah. So, in my eyes. Yeah, so... Uh, six Orlando C uh, might go Cam or Sir Thompson. Uh, I've got Cam uh, Whitmore falling all the way to the Pacers. He's seventeen years old right now. Who? Cam Whitmore. Wow. He's not turned eighteen until July. <laughs> uh, last year he averaged eighteen points, five rebounds, and three assists in just seventeen minutes in the Nike Hoop Summit. As like I guess he would have been sixteen. <laughs> So this kid might be pretty good. Uh, played at Villanova, and like I said, you don't go to Villanova. Uh, luckily, you go there because you're a really good player. So, we'll, we'll see where Whitmore lands up. And then number eight, the Wizards. I really like this uh, this guy. Uh, if they take him, uh, I've got uh, out of UCF Taylor Hendricks kind of jumping up a little bit. Uh, he's one of three players with 500 points, 53 point field goals. And fifty blocks last season. So, hey, six nine. I'll be okay with that because next pick is Dallas Mavericks, and you haven't said my guy's name yet. So Am I there yet? I got one more pick. I got one more till till Dallas. I thought Mavs got nine. Mavs got ten. Utah's got number nine. Okay, right now, and I I think they take Anthony Black. Son of a gun, <laughs> man! I want Anthony Black. I mean, uh, if he falls, I mean, I don't know if he's going to fall. Ten, he could. Anything can happen on draft night. Mavericks need to trade up then. Yeah. Because this dude can play some defense. Man, I, I love watching Arkansas basketball, and he, he'll he guard the best player. He'll 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 say, move, if we keep Kyrie, he'll say, move aside Kyrie, move aside Luka. I'm guarding the best player. Um, and I know Luka and Kyrie don't you know, play much defense, but they're still guarding the best players. I don't know why. You, <laughs> I watch Maverick games, and they're still guarding the best players. So, move aside, we need Anthony Black. Um, if Utah gets him at nine, it would be a great move. Utah, gritty. He would be able to replace Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I think he would work really well with, um, gosh, who, they just, marketing. Right. Mm-hmm. He need yeah. he he needs a guard, so yeah, I think it'd be a good move for Jazz and Cuban. This is exactly why I'm saying it because I need you to trade up, man. <laughs> I need you to listen to the Burgers and Brats podcast and trade up on. I don't know. If, I don't know if I like it. I, he's a really good. I mean, he might be the best defense player in the draft, but only shot thirty percent from three this season. So, but as long as you're playing defense and just giving the ball up, not making stupid passes. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that's that's SEC ball too. Yeah. So, um, SEC is inside and out game. Uh, he is a good shooter. He was 
a good shooter in high school. So I, I believe, you know, being spaced out, not having to be the main guy at the ball in college and having Luka do that, having Kyrie do that, uh, he's going to be sitting in the corner wide open, just like Reggie Bullock, just like uh, Dorian Finney-Smith was when he was in Dallas, and he's going to be able to knock down those threes at a higher rate than I believe those two guys did. So that, that could be a good move for us. Uh, he just needs to fall there. Yeah. Uh, for the Thunder coming at number 12, I mean, they've got a great history <laughs> of picks at <laughs> number 12. I mean, Nick Collison, Stephen Adams, and then uh, Jalen Williams last year, which, I mean, he got second in Rookie of the Year. So uh, Thunder at 12, uh, great history there. We'll see who they pick. I think maybe they might be able to take Derek Lively out of Duke, which – would be a great addition for the defense side of the ball. Uh, got that length, like you were saying, uh, Cole. You but, put him in a chat on the yeah. floor together. No. Okay. You got. I ain't putting the twin towers out there. Okay. <laughs> so you just rotate them. Yeah, I'll just rotate them right now. I mean, I'm not gonna let Lively play much. I don't think. So what about? What about I have no idea. Again, international player. Who's this Colaby? Cole, France six seven. I got no notes on him here. Six seven, but I know the other France guy, uh, Ryan Rupert. Uh, Women Yama said he could be like a top three five pick. Keontae George projected to go seventeenth. Wow. Yeah, sign. Good job, Ryan Rupert. Yeah, I think six seven. Yeah, I just don't feel like OKC needs a shooting guard. They got yeah. they got two really good guys who can handle the ball. Um, they got a center that they can trust. I feel like they would have to go three or four. Um, who's that? Th- Lou Dort. Lou Dort. I feel yeah. as, their sh- as one of their starters or he first guy yeah. off the bench. Maybe you replace his position. Um, that kid from Arkansas last year. Uh, what's that? He got two of the same names, man. Jalen Williams. Jalen Williams. They got yeah. two Jalen Williams. They got a kid from Arkansas who was a power forward who really showed out towards the last 30 games last year. Yeah. Um, he's go- I believe he could take a step, so I think they got to go with that small forward position. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking I, I think they need a little height on themselves. But for Derek Lively Jr., he would have the second lowest usage rate ever to be drafted in the last 20, or in the last 20 years. Second yeah. lowest usage rate in the last twenty years to be drafted, eleven point six percent. Yeah, and that, and that's I mean that's kind of why I want him. I mean yeah. he doesn't he doesn't need to be used in Dallas. No. So as a Dallas fan, Anthony Black, Lively Jr. I love both those picks. One of them can carry the ball. One of them can just block shots for us. Um, I believe Lively will be a good pick. And if OKC gets him and they do that rotation and not the Twin Towers like you say, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to be set at like the center it, position for the next five years. Like it didn't work in Minnesota when they went. Cat and Gobert, so we'll see. Uh, Denver, uh, they now have traded in and got the 29th, 32nd, and 37th pick in the draft tonight. So, I mean, they had nothing. Now they got three picks coming up tonight, so excited to see what they do with that. They got probably Colby Johnson, Andre Jackson, Jordan Walsh kind of in that area, kind of like those players that Denver could take, uh, especially to help with uh, losing Monte. Or hey. Jokic was drafted 41st overall. Yep. They are just giving themselves three chances to draft another. <laughs> so uh, I'm exactly. pretty sure Denver's going to do something good with one of those picks. <laughs> and another reason why they are both our top contender for next year. All right, do you have any kind of overrated players you think for the draft? 
Overrated players. Um, I always look at the top ten for that. I yeah. do not like Grady Dick. Uh, if Mavericks, you know, draft him, I might be in the transfer portal with my <laughs> fandom. Um, I loved watching Houston last year. I didn't. I think Walker could be good. I don't think Walker. I mean, they haven't seven on here. That that's pretty high. I thought he was going to be a lottery, but not top ten. Um, no, I, I mean, I'm not going to come out here and say bust, but it's. Again, for a sure question mark for me, Victor. Yeah. You know, like, I just don't know international talent that well. Yeah. Uh, kind of for some of my overrated, I'm exactly like you, a Grady Dick. He's not the next Christian Brown, guys. Come on, just because he's from Kansas, white boy from Kansas that can shoot. He, he's not the next Christian Brown, so Grady Dick. Uh, I really don't think Brandon Miller really pans out. And then I, I've got some that aren't. If he's, definitely if he's modeling his game after Paul George. If you think Paul George oh, yeah, is the yeah. GOAT. If you think Paul George is the GOAT and you are striving to be like him and you want to, and you just want to play 50 games a year, you're, yeah, I mean, that's going to end up being a bust. <laughs> yeah, we forgot to mention that. Like, what is dude thinking? Paul George is the GOAT and he's saying that next to with Michael Jordan about to draft him? He's trying to. He's just trying to get Michael Jordan about to draft him. Like, if Possibly. he's still got CTE, bro. He's got CTE playing basketball because ain't no way you think Paul George is the GOAT. I mean, nice player, but come on. When it, what? I, it was crazy. Crazy to hear it. <laughs> it. It made me question his basketball IQ. Yeah, that's why like, I can't. Like, he's got to fall a little bit, man. Like, to me, the, the knowledge of the game, like, you just, it, it went down a little bit. Okay? You're, you're now a fifth pick. You're yeah. now a sixth pick. Okay? Hopefully you don't fall too far because I do not want you in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him and Kyrie together might not be fun. He's going to be thinking the world's flat too. Oh, man. don't <laughs> Let's just move on from Kyrie too at this point. <laughs> uh, all right, and then uh, I kind of I got some players kind of outside. I don't know if Gregory Jackson kind of lines up or uh, Leonard Miller. Mari Baisley. So we'll see. We'll kind of see those players. Uh, some of your underrated players for the draft. Even, even I mean, even kind of outside the top ten. I got I got Taylor Hendricks. I like Taylor Hendricks a lot. Uh, Scoot, I think Scoot will be pretty good. Uh, Jarris Walker. Wow. Pretty Chris good Murray pick. at 25. Yeah. Chris Murray could be a good late flyer, I think. I mean, if Denver has a chance to take him there at that 29th pick, yeah. that would be a good one. Um, I like Keontae George. I again uh, watching just Big Twelve basketball. This dude's got great defense. Um, he can take over a game as well, and you know, and at the at the college level, he did. He could score twenty points. Um, the flip side of it, this dude's why he at seventeen and not top ten is because of consistency. You're not going to get day in day out good Keontae George. Um, you're probably going to get fifty five, sixty games that are good basketball. 20 games that are just kind of a struggle um, and that's a lot 20 yeah. games that are a struggle is a lot so um, that's another one that could be a surpriser for me yeah I think kind of out second round two you kind of got Colby Jones or late in the first round Colby Jones and maybe a Keontae Johnson for Kansas State could be like a little Isaiah Thomas type uh, maybe Jamie or Joaquez Jr. could be and then Amani Bates uh, possibly could be some pretty good role players in the league Jamie Johnson Jr. Thirty. That was one of the best players in college. Um, ben Shepard out of Belmont, good player. Jalen Wilson from Kansas, right there at forty-two. Wow, they got Kobe Brown at forty-four. 
Um, I don't know if you know any of these guys. Imani Bates. Wow. Yeah, I think he'll be a pretty good player. I mean, 6'9". 190. He needs some weight on himself, though. Yeah, he's he's fallen a little bit. I thought he was supposed to go like, yeah, that dude. That dude was supposed to be really good. He's fallen a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. This is going to be a good draft. Um, Ricky Council, wow. Uh, the second round's kind of fun for me. Sixty, Oscar, that, that day right there can grab oh, rebounds. Yeah. Oscar Toshibi, he can grab you. Colin Castleton at 56 from Florida. Adam Sonoga from... I mean, so the second round is going to be... Jordan a, Miller, man. A lot, perfect game. A lot of centers and power forwards in the second round, um, which makes sense. The game has been developing into a, a shooter's game, yeah. right? I think the Tim Duncan era, if this was 2007, 2008, you could see... Some of these guys in the lottery, mm-hmm. you could see some. Like, I mean, so it Just only takes it only takes two or three of these guys to fit in with the team. I promise you, uh, out of Castleton, Adama Sonoga, Oscar Toshibi, like one of those guys are going to pan out. One of those three guys are going to pan out, and they're going to be drafted from fifty to sixty mm-hmm. or undrafted. Right, centers don't get drafted much, but they'll also. It's kind of like running backs in the NFL; they're not going to get drafted much, but they're going to get a call after the draft. So these guys will pan out. I just don't think they're going to be a priority for most teams. Yeah. So great analysis uh, there, Cole, for the NBA draft. Uh, anything else to add? Okay, just going to be fun. I'm excited for tonight. This is going to be a great draft. Yep. Tonight at 7 p.m. We'll see if Victor goes first. I mean, it may not happen. We'll see. <laughs> but all right, uh, let's move on this day in history real quick. Uh, 2003, Barry Bonds becomes the first ever with 500 home runs, 500 steals. Uh, so, crazy, crazy. Uh, 1981, the longest game in professional baseball history. Oh, man. 1981, which is not that long ago, the Pawtucket <laughs> Red Sox beat the Red Wings. Red, red Yeah, Red Wings. 3-2. Uh, so, guess how many innings? Well, the Rangers won a game, and they won like 27 innings one time. Right. If that's the longest game, that's probably got to be like a, I don't know, maybe a 35 to 40 inning game. 33. Wow. But the game started on April 18th. It ended June 22nd. Oh, just rain delays? That's why it's the longest <laughs> I game? I don't know. I mean, it went 33 innings, so I guess the longest, longest innings, but also just that two months. <laughs> Of game, I don't know what happened because 1981. You think this would be like an 1881 game lasting that long? Yeah, that's but, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, 1934. John Dillinger inf- informally named the first ever American Enemy number one. Uh, happy birthday, Meryl Streep, Jack Dempsey, and the goat Lionel Messi. Who makes his USA debut uh, next? The next one. Welcome for to MLS. America. Yeah. Wow. Coming to America. I, I think that's going to just... I mean, that, that could be really good for USA Soccer, man. Yeah, it will be. I mean, it's going to explode the sport even more than it has been the last few years. So, that's going to be good. Uh, they'll be able to compete higher in the tournaments in a couple years. All right. Uh, on this day, sponsored by Hefner Eye Care. Check them out. 5757 Northwest, 132nd Street in Oklahoma City or HefnerEyeCare.com. All right. Uh, real quick, Men's College World Series. I mean, we've almost got the final set. Uh, we will know the last spot... In the championship series tonight, when Wake Forest and LSU play, 
once again. Uh, these teams have already gone one and one this postseason. LSU won an elimination game earlier last night and forced a game two double elimination game against Wake Forest. And they get to be the home team uh, tonight at 6 p.m. Florida is who one of these teams will be facing. They beat TCU to advance to the championship series. So Stanford, ORU, and TCU just recently eliminated. LSU and Wake Forest were the only teams this season ranked number one. The only two teams for the 13 weeks ranked uh, number one in college baseball. Uh, There's some pretty fun games, honestly. I mean, a lot of comebacks, a lot of ninth-inning thrillers, and all these one-score-win games. I mean, Wake Forest won every game 3-2 to two <laughs> in this. I mean, as the best team, they beat LSU 3-2. to two. But, I mean, all these games have been super entertaining. We got a 4-3 game, 5-4 game, 3-2 game, 3-2 game, and then a five or a 6-4 game. So, I, all, all these teams, I knew it would be fun going in. And, I mean, it's been a fun College World Series. Have you watched any? Uh, you got to watch any uh, CWS, Cole? Yeah, I've been able to watch a, uh, a couple of the Oral Roberts games. So frustrated they didn't get to make it, man. That they had such a great season. Well, and they, they had twenty five ba- people on bases. Yeah, the last two had, games they had their opportunities could never collapse on them, uh, capitalize on them. Um, as for the winner tonight, I think Wake Forest takes it. I just don't think LSU can do it two nights in a row. Um. Give me Wake Forest, and then give me Wake Forest beating Florida. Yeah, I think I think everyone pretty much had that final. Was that were those the top? I had, top yeah. two or th- two of the top five teams. Like, yep. So um, they're they're going to to me Wake Forest. I feel like when you're when I was watching conference play and I was kind of watching the you know the tail end of the season a little bit. Wake Forest was a team that could score runs. And I have not been able to watch a lot of their games. I'm shocked to hear that they've only scored three games, three three runs in yeah. their games they've won. Yeah. Um, throughout the season, they were a team that could hit it really well. I feel like they got a lot of guys in the squad that are going to get drafted in the top ten rounds. Oh, yeah, I mentioned that. I think they averaged 15 runs a game, something like that. Yeah, so. so. I mean, in this LSU team, though, they have the number one and number two prospect on their team heading into the draft. So uh, this LSU team can hit. I said at the beginning, I thought LSU, I, I picked Wake Forest, but I mean, LSU was obviously my second choice to make it, which actually does not happen in the College World Series. The best teams never make it uh, this far anyways at the start of the bracket, and much less make it to the championship game. So, two best teams, one of them will advance to the final, and yeah, I think I think it's Wake Forest uh, beating Florida. I think I think it's an easy two-game sweep. Uh, for Wake Forest, but whoever wins LSU Wake Forest, I think ultimately beats Florida in the championship series. So uh, agree on there. Uh, game one set Saturday 6 p.m. Game two Sunday at 2 p.m. and then possibly a decisive game three winner take all Monday at 6 p.m. Anything else on College World Series? I just I feel like LSU will struggle. If, I mean, if they cannot have. Their ace. I mean, you can't pitch this dude every game. Yeah. So unless you're Stanford. <laughs> Stanford. So did. I, I just I feel like you know that dude's gonna have Tommy John. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that dude he killed his draft stock with that performance, even though he did perform good. But yeah, I mean, 
I think LSU struggles for that reason. I mean, he could start one game and then right, you know, next game he could come in relief. I think we're going to see him both games, but there's going to be some wear and tear on these college pitchers' arms, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He's, I mean, you go there to win it, but kind of ridiculous. These coaches are putting these kids in that situation where they possibly could lose out on millions and millions of dollars in their yeah. future uh, just to maybe get one more win. Uh, in the College World Series, so and, and you know what, I'm I'm blanking right now. I because OU was in the finals last year, and I mean I just it's not worth it, man. Like if it's just not worth it. Who 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 beat us last year? Ole Miss. Ole Miss. And they were the last team to get in. So wow, it it's hard to get. It's super hard to get there. It's nearly impossible to make it that far. Even as like you said, as I said, the number one pick. I mean Wake Forest. Hadn't been there since 1955, even to the College World Series. So it's impossible to get there, but uh, these kids are enjoying it, having some fun in Omaha. Uh, Final series starting on Saturday. All right, let's move into On This Day in History. Why don't you go first? Mine's kind of long. On This Day in History with Bob. Oh, Sheriff Berger and Bra. I see this podcast is going so long, I don't even know where we're at. (laughs) He's got so much to cover. We've talked about so much stuff. I don't know what we're doing right now. All right, so we're sharing our burger and brat. I'm going to share my burger and brat with my brother. Uh, he's been working really hard uh, to move to Alabama, um, and I'm just proud of him. He's doing a lot of great things. Uh, he's starting his own church um, ministry in Alabama, and uh, I just admire his his passion and uh what, whatever he does, I just admire his passion, and and his passion is loving the Lord and sharing sharing the word and trying to get people to join heaven. Um, and so, it, it it's gutsy to do that. It's gutsy to not take a job and not have a salary and rely on people, you know, paying your way. And I I just respect him for that. So I'm sharing my burger and brought my brother today. All right. Uh, mine I'm sharing with dad jokes. Uh, Father's Day was this past weekend. And Papa John's, yeah, Papa John's put out a survey and had 2,000 adults vote in kind of the most popular dad jokes that there are. So uh, six out of ten respondents, though, admitted to being amused by dad jokes, but 67% find them uh, cringeworthy at the same time. That's pretty high, but, I mean, everyone kind of cringes at that. But get this, 40% of respondents report they've never they've gone their whole lives without telling a, a single terrible one-liner. 40%? That's a lot. How no one's told the dad joke, I mean, they're so easy to say. They're so easy. But Yeah, I, I really don't think I've said a dad joke. What? Yeah, I mean, for, for, for being someone who's done stand-up and done open mics and whatever, like, I I don't think I've ever come across and just said a dad joke. I I'm I love storytelling. Yeah. So my my favorite one is the haircut one. That that one's my favorite. Well, you're gonna have to tell me. I don't know it. Well, it, it's it's in here. Um. All right, the haircut one. Someone asked, "Did you get your haircut?" You go, "No, I got them all cut." Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, the top twenty favorite dad jokes according to this two thousand uh survey. We'll we'll go through the top. We'll go top three. Uh, question, Dad, can you put my shoes on? The answer, I don't think they'll fit me. Oh, that's number three. I've never heard that one. Uh, number two, 
I'm reading a book about anti-gravity. It's impossible to put down. Oh, that was good. And then the number one overall top favorite dad joke. This graveyard looks overcrowded. People must be dying to get in. Uh, that was a pretty good one. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, so those are the kind of top three dad jokes. Uh, there are 20. Go go look at Papa John's. Uh, they've got them all out there. All right, anything else to add on this podcast? NBA draft, NBA trades, men's college world series, everything. We got it all. Man, it's an honor to be on. It's an honor to be the first pick in the in the world draft of podcast. Um <laughs> uh, Co-pick, man, this is this is an amazing feeling, and I, you know, I just want to share it with everybody. I'm gonna post this video, post this podcast. Uh, you guys are gonna have to share. We're gonna have to continue to grow. It's you know, how, how it's impossible to grow when you're already number one, but we're gonna do it. Share it with your friends and family. Let's get burgers and brats up there. Yeah, do we get a million dollar contract as well? Yeah, yeah, you release the contract. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thank you all for listening. Lots to break down. Uh, we'll see what happens. NBA draft. Expect a lot of trades. And it uh, should be entertaining. It always is on draft night. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to follow the podcast on any platform. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Music, literally anywhere. At Burgers and Brats. That's Burgers Ampersand Brats. And stay up to date with Liz, who's on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. At Burgers and Brats. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Stay safe. Hopefully your team gets who you want.